Hello, and welcome to the Unbossed Leadership Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to put a smile on the faces of your employees every Monday morning. For us, Unbossing is the journey from command and control to inspire, coach, and trust. On this podcast, we have conversations with unbossed leaders as they share their unbossing stories, insights, and lessons that can help you and your company be successful in your own unbossing journeys. Stay tuned. Corina, Ali, thanks so much for this uh, LinkedIn Live sessions uh, marathon uh, today uh, in, 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 on the lunch break on a Friday. About coaching for leaders. <laughs> about, about coaching for, for, for leaders and about misconceptions. And uh, Corinna, it started with the fact that I've been following you for quite a while on LinkedIn. And I saw two weeks ago uh, where you posted about a podcast episode, which you did recently. And I took that as my mountain bike podcast of the day. And amongst many fascinating and inspiring things, it stayed in my ear and in my mind how you were talking about your personal experience of being coached. And so the story went, coaching for me as unbosser and in the unbossing circle is connected with one name, and that is Ali. So I immediately contacted Ali. You have to hear this podcast because there were so many things uh, really where I almost heard Ali talking to me. <laughs> and then we had we had we had a, we had a short conversation with the third of us. Let's say just spontaneous idea. Let's do this LinkedIn live session, and I would like to open it first with. The fact that Forbes seems to agree with us because recently an article is out uh, saying the old conception, the old thinking model about what coaching is and who needs coaching has to be radically changed, refound, modernized. And I would like to ask you, but also our listeners here, when I tell you this typical sentence, which I personally have heard several times, namely, he or she, talking about the leader in the company, has is really struggling um, recently. And we see there huge weaknesses, huge challenges and problems. Ha, should we not, as a kind of last option, should maybe, maybe we, 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 we try it with a coaching? Last resort, or we kick him out. If that doesn't help, you know, then I also don't know it anymore. But I, 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 yes, it's funny, but I heard this sentence. Uh, thanks God, I can say I never uh, said this sentence. Uh, yeah, knock on wood. But this is a bit incarnating this old mindset. And I wasn't, surely wasn't free of that. A couple of years ago, as CEO, when you have asked me, yeah, Thomas, what about a coach? Hey, come on. Uh, I should I should have somebody who tells me how to do the job. Come on now. Uh, this is very typical and, to my knowledge, also still typical today in, in companies. Um, so, Corinna, 
Could you please tell us in your own words about this experience you had while being coached? Yes, would love to. <laughs> so first, thanks again for the invitation. Um, and it was really for me quite a, I will even say life-changing experience um, because it was also a bit more by coincidence that I somehow got in contact with this coaching experience recently. So it was in the in the COVID lockdown time where um, buyers of the company where I work, um, they basically offered a group coaching session for people in families who just maybe needed some some support. So it was also more a problem-oriented um, mm -hmm. offer at first. Um, and then I also had a, a single session with the coach and I realized hmm, somehow, number one, we really get along really well. So we seem to somehow vibe really in well uh, in the group coaching. Yes, but then also I had a, a single session with her. And then um, I said, I really want to continue that because I realized that um, she was asking questions that forced me to think about myself and that also forced me to sometimes take a different perspective, one that I maybe didn't have in mind. So certain things where I thought, oh, right, if I look at the thing from that, oh, true. So I started, you know, rethinking and challenging myself um, and also realizing yeah, what I hadn't seen before and really then also going into the work, into myself and also realizing who I am really, who, who am I, what drives me, what motivates me and what do I need in order to be kind of in tune with myself and then also actually become a better version of myself that I had been because I was really in a situation, all kinds of challenges, all kinds of tasks and duties and pressure in the COVID times, right? Also, you didn't have all the freedom in all aspects that you maybe yeah. had before. And I really felt kind of being kind of stuck in this, in this, um, in this rigid uh, uh, system somehow. And I needed, I needed somehow to break out of this. And the coaching experience really helped me do that by really asking the right, sometimes uncomfortable questions. But yes. it really helped me to find out who I am and also what and who I want to be. Right. And I think this yeah. is the prerequisite. You somehow yeah. first need to have yourself somehow sorted before you can mm. actually think about your own contribution to a team, a family mm. and even the world, basically. Because if you don't have yourself sorted, how can you actually then think about anything else? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important what you're saying, because that's that, that's what a good coach is doing or she doing. Is about bringing you a new perspective, and especially what you just talked about this this VUCA times and with COVID, with so much complexity, changes. Um, is uh, this feeling sometimes you're in is like you're stuck, and if someone comes and gives you this emotional freedom also to say, "Hey, okay, I can have also a different perspective to this," and immediately you feel this relief, and new options are coming up for you. And, and that's that's so powerful if a coach can do this with you, that he changes your perspective and unleashes new energy. Yeah. And, and, sometimes, 
sometimes it's just really a tiny, tiny thing, yes. right? Yes. So sometimes right. it's just a, like yesterday I had a conversation when it was about just reframing. So many people in German always say, I have to do this now and I must do this. So I have all these duties I have to do. But if you think about it, no, actually you don't have to. Nobody is forcing you to do it. You choose to do it. Exactly. And just, exactly. and people are like, no, I don't choose to go to work. No, actually you do. Because theoretically you could just stay in bed in the morning, right? You don't have to go. Nobody mm -hmm. is forcing you. It's yourself choosing to do that. And I think just by sometimes then also looking at it that way, you suddenly are the one active in the driver's seat, right? You're not the one where life happens to you and you're the victim of everything. But then you realize, no, actually, this is my own choice. This is what I want to do. And then you can actually start taking action. So it's not you reacting to circumstances that somehow happen to you, but you're actually the one um, even deciding and also taking action for things to happen in a certain way. And I think this yeah. is the fundamental difference. And in my case, also what coaching really helped me to to embrace even more and to understand and see even more. Yeah. Thanks, Corinna. And I think it's the central thing that you say, um, you yourself came to these conclusions. So that was not an outside person who told you, listen, Corinna, here's my report. Uh, uh, these, are, <laughs> these are conclusions about you, right? And um, on that behalf, Ali, um, I remember one of our first coaching sessions, you explained to me the difference between uh, coaching, mentoring, consulting, uh, because I think these terms are, 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 are being mixed up. Could you give us a definition, please? Yes, sure, to get clarity on the, on the topic. Before I start, maybe we can ask in the round, in our audience, um, maybe just tell us where are you listening from? I mean, for me, I'm from. I'm oh, we have sorry, we have already answers. Yeah, Deborah from Ghana. We have Rudolf from Ghent in Belgium. Uh, but indeed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just continue. Tell us from where you're asking, uh, from where you're uh, attending. That would be great. And I see also a comment here. Quick conclusion: Someone accept coaching if they feel a sense of urgency. Yes, that's, uh, that's, that's true. I mean, once you feel this, you feel like stuck and you feel like in a situation, hey, I need, uh, really urgently, uh, help is, uh, is absolutely, absolutely the case when you also are ready to change things because then you're really in the energy to say, okay, I want to do this, right? That's, that's so important. But let's shed a light quickly on this topic of what is coaching? What is mentoring? What is consulting? And, Too often I experience, especially uh, um, young coaches, some of them never went really through through a, a certification or a training, is they come to you and they start telling you, hey, this would be the best thing to do in your situations, but that is not coaching. Once you tell someone what to do and you guide him through the process, that's typically consulting. If you're just giving nudges of, hey, this is what you could do, This is mentoring based on your experience when you mentor someone to develop in his career. Only when you really take yourself back and say, hey, I'm not the one to tell you what to do. I'm not the one to define what's going to be the outcome. I'm just the one who's guiding with my question through this process. So you find your solution, which fits to you. 
that is coaching. And that makes a really good coach is even in critical situation. And it's typically normal that the coachee comes to you and says, hey, by the way, hey, I'm so stuck. Tell me, what could I do in this situation? It's so normal to ask this question. But a good coach reflects this back and says, okay, I'm not the one to tell you because if I tell you, this will not help you. Right. And at first you may even have that impulse and say, why am I paying all that money then if you don't tell me what I should be doing? Hey, you want this, tell me. <laughs> But then maybe because we were just going into the definitions, right? Because basically then if you would tell the person what to do, for me that would be teaching, right? And I mean, and it's not coaching, yeah. right? And I think that's the big difference mm -hmm. in teaching somebody like this is what you should do versus coaching is saying, well, have you thought about this? Have you looked at it from that perspective? You know, what is the driving force behind this for you? Why do you even want to do whatever, you know, you have as a plan? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just to jump in. So we have uh, Birangusa from Brussels. Hi, Birangusa. I'm also in Brussels. Uh, by the way, Ali is uh, in the Darmstadt region in Germany. Corinna is in Hamburg region in Germany. We have Nelly from Namur. Uh, yeah, it's a bit around the globe. Uh, uh, not forget Deborah from Ghana. And uh, yeah, we, are, we are covering quite some distance. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, what, what would be interesting is really the question is, but why is it the case? Why is it experienced as something coaching is a sign of weakness? Why is that? I think that is still a, a historical thing in a way, because also in my mm. earlier days, um, also I had um, quite a, let's say, an unsolved situation, let's say, with, with a direct superior um, mm. And then also it was like, okay, you get a coach. And also what was interesting is that I got the coach, <laughs> you know, and then I was like, oh, okay, so I'm the problem. And this is really the perception I had. And then at some point I was talking with the coach back then and I said, shouldn't also my superior somehow be in this process? No, because I mean, apparently this is a two way street, right? So because I was at some point then also very convinced that I don't need fixing. Right? I'm like, I mean, I realize we have an issue, like we don't really, apparently we don't talk the same language, but um, if just, if it's just me changing also somehow that can't be the solution, right? It's, it's a, um, it's a dynamic between the two of us, or sometimes it's a dynamic dynamic in a team or something like that. Um, but I think yeah. this is still coming from former days that it's like, okay, there is a problem with a person Let's put a coach to that person and then the person will already learn how to be better or more suitable or, you know, how to fix the person. Um, but I think, again, you know, I think um, times have changed and people have realized, no, actually, it's not fixing of the person. It's actually unleashing the potential of the person. Um, yeah. And then also enabling, um, because we also have the, the smart learning culture in the, in the title of this session, um, yeah. to then also actually enable um, lifelong learning or a growth mindset. So to really pushing for that um, mindset shift. Yes, and there's, there's one more topic. I'm, I totally 100% agree with you, Corinna. And there's one more topic which lies often in oneself. It is the understanding of myself. 
I can do it all by myself and I have to do it all by myself because yeah. I am perfect. I want to deliver perfectly. But that's, I mean, nobody can do this. We are not an aisle, right? We, everyone has and needs help. And uh, especially, and this is my experience, by the way, when you're going into new roles and in new uh, challenges, uh, taking new positions, um, good companies all over the world, also for my company, uh, I was working with uh, Bosch, for example, it was the case. Once you get a new role and they see potential in you, they offer you, hey, here's a coach for you. You can talk with him. He will not tell us anything what you're talking with him. This is just for you because we believe in you. And this is how good companies see coachings. I mean, that would be interesting also, by the way, Thomas, I guess this is also your question to the audience. What is their perception in their company about uh, coaching? Right? Exactly. And yours already gave us a couple of minutes ago um, an answer And that was when I described this typical sentence, uh, you know, oh, coaching, uh, maybe mm -hmm. that as a last option. And also, I think, as Corinna was said, was saying, oh, you know what? We see these problems there. You get a coach. Huh? That was also still a bit the incarnation of the old mindset. And um, yours uh, is saying that is a spot-on summary of how a majority of employees see coaching yeah. and uh, yours also uh, said a bit uh, further on quick conclusion from his point of view someone accepts coaching accepts if we feel a sense of urgency yeah? so i yours uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i i see there um, a bit this coaching as therapy so it sounds like therapy uh, 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 Yes. <laughs> And I think, uh, yeah, yeah but probably you didn't want to, to, to uh, maybe you can, can, can give us some comments here. But first, again, the question I would really love to understand in the audience, how is coaching seen in your company or how do you see it? So please give us your, your insights and maybe we can consider it also in, in, our, in our discussion here. But I think... Um, The urgency is, is a good hint, um, and, but yes, for sure, it's not therapy. Uh, I think our audience is hopefully clear about that. We don't, we're not psychologists, we're not therapists. It's really what Corinna said. You learn to listen and you learn to ask the right questions. I, I, I hear ringing, Thomas, at your side. Okay. I, I told you already, I have to open the door. Turn it out. We continue. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think uh, um, that's very often um, the, the situation we're having in companies is to see it as a weakness, but instead it should be seen as someone you give it to someone who, where you see potential. And um, like I said, it's also my experience just recently. Uh, I have a friend who has been nominated to C-level. The first thing they did is, hey, that's a coach just for you because we believe in you and we want you to be successful. So it's totally not a sign of weakness, although it's very often still seen like this. Yeah. It's a sign of learning culture, right, Corinna? Definitely so, definitely so. Um, because really a coach will um, enable you to um, yeah, think about yourself and um, also ask questions that you 
that you find out who you are, where you want to go, and also what drives you, what motivates you, um, and also to understand what's behind your actions. And only then, in my opinion, you can really also um, thrive in this world to first find out um, who you are and what you need. And in terms of also the, the learning culture or the, the mindset shift in a way, um, also, I now um, see it in, in our company where then also there are certain, let's say, programs in place. And it really starts when um, people are about to enter the first leadership role, um, that we have programs where coaching is really a strong part um, of the whole uh, program. And I think it's, it's extremely beneficial because... Um, yeah, only, I already said, I mean, only if you know who you are, you can actually then also have um, a good impact um, in the team and for others also. Because if you basically don't really know um, who you are, how do you want to lead a team of maybe 15 people, right? Yeah, yeah. And we have, a, we have an interesting comment here from Nelly saying, uh, I see coaching as guiding a person to achieve his or her goals, exactly. I mean, that's that's a very good definition of it. And the way you do it is without defining the goal for her or for him, is just guiding him, like like it said here. And um, and that's maybe an interesting, Corinna, I think you have also your experience here. Interesting topic to lead on is coaching is not about just talking, 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 right? I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> What is your experience, Corinna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it actually starts with the doing very much. Um, I mean, of course, you can do lots of thinking and theorizing in your mind on who you want to be and what you want to do. But in the end, if you don't start doing, you're not going to experience the change and the difference. Um, and I was just now recently also um, discussing the theory um, and I was, was naming it earlier um, from Herminia Ibarra, the act like a leader, think like a leader. And that order is really on purpose that way. So it is do things differently in order to learn, because only when you do and experience, then also your mindset will shift because your experience is a different okay. one and a new one. Right. And also, as I was saying earlier, then in that coaching that um, I was gifted with, <laughs> where then also I, of course, then started doing things differently with my superior, then yeah. by miracle, things started changing. Yes, because I was behaving in a different way. And that brought the change along. If I would have just thought differently, but never changed anything, the dynamics among us wouldn't have changed, right? So really yes, the doing that, is yeah. a fundamental piece of, of any coaching. And also I always say also the trying out, you know, don't be yeah. also too dogmatic on this is not who I am. No, give it a try. I mean, sometimes, you know, just also trying a slightly different behavior. It doesn't mean that you have to uh, appear like a schizophrenic person, but sometimes it's just a slight twist on how you would usually do something. If you just try it slightly differently or use a slightly different way to express yourself, it can have a massive difference. Absolutely. And it's so important that you're saying, hey, it's not only about talking, but you got also then the task from your coach to say, okay, then do this thing if, if you want to do it. So do it differently. And uh, the next time we talk about how was it for you? Exactly. You've done it differently. So how did it feel? What yeah. did it change? 
Yeah. And that's what, what you learn also and apply as a good coach is in the end, and we know this from psychology and neuropsychology, is you don't change just your mindset. You only start changing your mindset once you're doing and experiencing and your brain starts to see things differently, but only by experiencing them. This is why it's so important and, and a good coach should do this is to uh, uh, motivate the, 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 the coachee really to do things differently and experience them and not only just talk, talk, talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have an interesting comment here also, right, Thomas? You're on mute. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic classic. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I first want to say, Ali, that is a, a really a typical Ali question. Huh? Uh, uh, and I know it so well. And uh, how was it for you? Did you try it? And It's amazing, and 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 I I uh, just want to say that um, to everybody also who thinks I don't need a coach. Um, for example, my my uh, experience with Ali, Ali, you are asking me questions which lead me to thoughts and conclusions, which I would have never reached on my own. It is simply a fact. Yeah by this art of asking questions. But now I, I will read indeed uh, the, the comment of Tanya Berg. Tanya says, the difference between these roles, so uh, consulting, coaching, uh, and so further, is very important because you need to change your leadership roles in these three areas, areas in relation to the question, what is the pain? What does the client need most to move forward? Uh, more importantly, however, uh, very interesting, a manager should never be a coach themselves, says Tanya, as this inevitably leads to conflicts of interest. Hmm. Um, it is an interesting statement because I remember also in our German speaking session, we were talking about uh, the coaching elements um which a modern leader from our point of view, Ali, an unbossed leader, uh, should have. And maybe can we can we talk about that? Which uh, elements yeah. of coaching, if I, if we say, okay, the leader is not the coach, but which elements of a good coach should a leader uh, have and apply from your point of view? Corinna, maybe you want to start yeah. first. Yeah, Corinna. <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, it is um, yeah more asking questions instead of telling people what to do or how to do it. So it's again, because that's why I also threw in the teaching definition mm -hmm. earlier. So for me, leading a team, it's not so much teaching them on how to do stuff, but rather coaching them to do it in a way um, that they will succeed. Because just because I have a certain way of either solving an issue, solving a problem, or also you probably all know this from earlier days when your boss would ask you, please CC me on that email. And then <laughs> maybe you would pre-align it or something. And then I was lucky to have bosses who would say, I would write it like this or that, you know? And, and then I thought, yeah, but, oh, but then it's still me sending it. It doesn't sound like yeah. me anymore, right? Yeah, but you should. And then sometimes I just thought, no, I 
I'm not going to do it that way anyway, right? But that's for me exactly the point. So instead mm -hmm. of, as it was a couple of years back still, kind of do it like this, rather asking a question on first, maybe also understanding why have you done it the way it's done? Uh, what do you want to express? You know, also classic in my world is um, presentations for whatever. If you um, either give an update or you want to convince a certain stakeholder group. And then, of course, it's faster if I would just start fiddling around with the charts and rewrite the headlines. But then I rather sit with the team and then say, okay, so you've put this together. You've put it forward as a proposal. If I now look at this chart, what's the key message you want to convey, convey with this chart? And then sometimes, or usually I ask the question when also I'm not sure what the key message should be, right? And then they realize, oh, you're right. I'm, I'm not clear, am I? I'm like, well, I'm just asking the question. So if you think it's clear for me, when I looked at it, it wasn't immediately, but what did you want to express? And then, You know, I could have just told them, write it like this, and then it's clear. Well, then it would have been clear, yeah. number one, just for me, <laughs> maybe not for them, right? And yeah. so also to to just nudge to include another viewpoint. And I think this is, for me, the key point. Getting more viewpoints in is something that coaching um, achieves to do. Because usually without coaching, without challenging or questioning yourself, you always have your your own glasses on. And even if you think, think things through, it's always your own mind spiral kind of working, working, working. But a coach manages to actually ask a question in a way that you wouldn't have asked yourself, exactly as you're saying, Thomas, you know, you get a question where you're like, oh, true, oh, didn't think about it that way, or I didn't ask, or didn't think about that question, interesting. And that forces you to somehow approach the topic in a, with a different angle or a different approach. And I think this is yeah. what is so enriching and then leading to um, either lifelong learning, growth mindset, however you want to call it. Yes. Yeah. But only sure. with that challenge, you will actually progress. Yeah. And that's what's so important, uh, Corona, to use for you as a leader. I mean, maybe coming also again back to Tanya, Tanya's comment is, I mean, spot on. A leader should never be a coach and 100% agree. The only thing a leader can do is using coaching elements. And it's very important to understand always as a leader in the situation where you are right now, where is that pain of my, uh, of my uh, associate, of my employee? So what does he need? So is it more something he needs input? He needs content? I'm not a coach. Um, in that situation, or does he need guidance? What does he need? So look into what he need. And the other element is as a leader, you're always responsible for a result. Let's face it. So you cannot stand back and play the coach. And I've seen it so often, people trying to do this, stand back and play the coach, and then they start coming again in, like, like a, a director saying, okay, no, you can do it however like you want, but think of this, and don't forget this. And The outcome should be that. <laughs> Then you're, you're not a coach anymore. And to be honest, you cannot be a coach as a leader. But what you can do is using coaching elements, like you said, Corinna, asking the question, uh, bringing new perspectives. And that's why we have um, in our Unbossed Leadership Program, we're offering also this element of what tools can I use as a leader to be more sometimes a coach 
than really just a director. And to do that, we have, for example, the GROW model, which is a very famous model in coaching, where you can lead through four steps through a meeting with your, with your employees. Instead of telling them what they do, you bring them at the end to find their own solutions. Yeah, thanks, Ali. Thanks also, Corinna, for this uh, really real-life example with this PowerPoint presentation. And I think every one of us and, 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 and every listener knows so well what you mean. And also, talking about leaders, it is difficult at the beginning, and, and I speak from own experience, to step back. Uh, and it's not only out of an ego trip. It's also sometimes really because it, first there is time yeah. pressure. Second, you want really the best for the team, not because yes. you you are the brightest, whatever. But huh, please, and to control this impulse and lead with such questions: What, what is your target? What do you want to achieve? This. Really, my compliments on that, Corinna. It's it's this is a, exactly uh, the leadership style uh, which we preach. And may I may I ask you another question, uh, Corinna? When we had our uh, preliminary talks, you were talking about also now about this constant learning culture, permanent learning culture. And you see this connection of, I think, you being coached with developing such a culture could you could you explain that yes um so i already just slightly hinted on that earlier but um for me it's really crucial um and it's, i think it's like um some people would say yeah you're a learner anyway right so whenever i i go along somewhere i always want to understand i want to dig into the details and um, for me also if i just look at the world we're in today Things are changing at such a rapid speed and, and pace that um, if I just apply my learnings from years ago, it, I'm not going to be best equipped um, in order to manage and to, to thrive in all these challenging uh, situations right now. So I need to somehow be able to also see what's happening around me, challenge my own approach and then adapt accordingly. Because if I keep doing the same things like I've done them years ago, it's not suited to today to today's world anymore. And I think this is the important piece where then coaching comes in because the coach is exactly doing this job, challenging you on how you would usually do things. And that's where mm -hmm. for me really this, this lifelong learning is so, so closely connected to the coaching experience. Um, yeah. And I think earlier also I said it even in the German, in the German version, but um, the sentence of what, uh, what got us here won't get us there. And that's exactly my point. So also if you keep thinking the same way, if you keep tackling challenges the same way, you're never going to get to a different outcome. Or if you keep doing it the same way, but the circumstances have changed, also, you're not going to be successful. So, and that's for me kind of applying my, my old school scripts to a new world is, is not going to be a match, right? So I need to be willing to constantly do at least a check. I don't even say you constantly have to challenge yourself, but at least doing the check on 
why am I doing this? And is it actually still the right thing that I'm doing? Or shouldn't I adapt my approach or my my thinking, my whatever to, to get where I want to get? But again, based mm-hmm. the basis for all of this is that you know who you are yourself, because only then you can say, this is me, this is where I want to get. And then I can see how to reach that, or how to get there. And the coaching is, for me, extremely closely linked to that. Mm. And it's so important what you're saying about yourself being centered in yourself. And, um, ah, by the way, Tanya responded to my comments and agreed. (laughs) Thank you, Tanya. So it's it's so important because this is what ideally a coaching brings you also that sometimes you feel a bit it's too much it's lots a lot of things and and where am I standing in all this and Corinna you talked about challenging yourself it's not only about challenging you don't need to challenge yourself it's your circumstances your all around what's happening what is challenging also yourself and always so it is there. And the only way to uh, um, deal with it, to cope with it, is have yourself a very strong centered element in you to say, what do I want? What am I? Uh, Where I want to go? What feels good for me to do? And it's a lot about this emotional element also to say, okay, when I step into this and then when I do this, does it feel good for me? Is it the right thing? And does it bring me to the right uh, goal I'm trying to achieve? And I think also this sensibility of um, how do I feel moving in that direction? You know, is it something where I feel I feel energized or is it draining? That's also Absolutely. usually a very good indication. Um, but that is also something I just learned through coaching. Right. So that I was also um, that the coach was asking me, well, but for example, doing this or that, is that costing you energy? Or what does it cost you? Or what does it bring you? I you, love feel good, you know, and I think this is a really strong way to also realize what you're actually doing. Yes, and it's sometimes not the first thing you would think about. Exactly. <laughs> and that's my experience with with a with a coach. She was uh, um, that she was demotivated in a situation. And normally she, she's really a, an overachiever. She was really an overachiever. So she was giving 110% and doing things. And normally you would expect someone who always acts like this. This is what gives him energy if he's, if he's doing things, right? But what, what she found out for herself in this coaching was, hey, I thought this gives me energy. But the fact I am right now demotivated is actually coming from the, my, 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 my doing, which is always going 100% perfection on something. And this does not give me energy. What gives me energy is going full on what's important for me. And then she, she framed really the sentence for herself to say, perfectionism demotivates me. And that was an, an eye-opener for herself. And that was really also for me fantastic always for a coach to experience this and to observe this and to see the impact. Yeah, thanks, Ali. It's indeed it's a fascinating story. You know what stays in my head, in my mind? When I hear a young leader like Corinna, and, and I, I'm talking about your age, Corinna, not about your experience. And you say the sentence, Corinna, ah, you know, 
otherwise I always stay in my old school things, which I have learned. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 striking. I mean, you said it in the German uh, session. You say it now again, and uh, I I wonder why that sentence keeps in my head. Is of course this is so true. And now I ima imagine a leader who is 55, 56, uh, 30 years out of university. Mm -hmm. um, never had a coaching, certainly has developed her, his style. Uh, uh, let's suppose so. Let's suppose also a successful leader. Would you, would you recommend coaching? Also to such a such a leader, also without a perceived problem or a perceived urgency. Always, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, because the thing is, if that person has never done coaching, either by coincidence, the person is going to be extremely reflective um, and very conscious about his or her own ways of of dealing with uh, people and, and topics. Um, but for me, a coach will always enrich your, your viewpoint. And um, in today's world also, where hopefully you have more and more diverse teams, more and more perspectives, um, it will just help you succeed. And also, even if you have maybe not the, uh, even if you have a very, let's say, same um, same leveled teams or not as diverse maybe, but still the challenges in this world have become so much more complex, so much more diverse that if you keep doing the same things like in the past, I think you're missing out. You're not going to be as successful as you could be if you mm -hmm. opened up your mind and opened up your viewpoint. Mm. Thank you so much. Corinna, I want to say congratulations at this point of time also to <laughs> Beiersdorf, who, I mean, gives you that environment, gave you very obviously uh, the opportunity and uh, does very smart moves here. And uh, Ali, I would love to give the, the last words uh, to you. We have spoken a lot about misconceptions, um, situations uh, in which coaching uh, can help. I learned almost in every situation, but please, Ali, floor is yours. I mean, it's, it's obvious that getting help is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. And coaching is therefore not a sign of weakness, but a sign of a company or yourself taking yourself seriously and important and showing that you're interested in yourself to unleash new energy. This is what it is. Thank you so much, Ali. Thanks, Corinna. Thanks to all our listeners for and also for your inspiring comments and all these dialogues and actions. That's exactly how uh, yeah, such a LinkedIn live uh, uh, session is, is, is to be wished for. Thank you very much. We end the stream here. And see you in our next sessions. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.
Thanks for joining our conversation. To learn more about Unbossing, visit www.unbossing.co or follow us on LinkedIn at The Unbossing Company. See you on the next episode. Bye.